guys, and welcome to the I Love Success podcast. I'm here again with a man that I really like. And my kind of setup was always in person, as you know, Dave. So we met 6 a.m. Friday morning. You drove for two, three hours, had coaching calls in the car coming up, and we had this great conversation. And now it is game time in a different way. Things are changing. We need to talk mindset, mental toughness. So I'm just going to get right to it to it today because people that want to hear your journey, they can go to episode 121 of my podcast and get the full story. So how has this hit you and how do you work with your mind to, to kind of be strong during these times? Yeah. So I, Put a mindset that I'm in the middle of a miracle. And I know that there's four things that I can control. I don't think things are changing around me. I perceive things that are changing me. Uh, and that's how I get the most out of this through productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. So what are those four things that I can control? Number one, as you suggest, my mindset. I can, I can control my perspective. Two, I can control my feelings. Uh, three, I can uh, control what I say and what I hear. And this is a very critical one for everyone because mindset is something that is a practice. Feelings you know, are also a practice to stay in the truth-based consciousness to understand the ego. But we can instantly change what we say and what we hear. And I think a lot of people are saying the wrong things and listening to the wrong things. Uh, and then finally, we can control what we do. Uh, so the aggregate of all four of those create this uh, control that allows me to understand that my environment doesn't always change. It's what I am changing and how I'm changing. And I'm seeing so much productivity, accessibility, and gratitude uh, in these times of acceleration and growth, these times of uncertainty, because time is compressed. As you know, when the future, the future is always uncertain, but when the future is compressed, when things are changing quickly within us, uh, we find anxiety, fear, anger, separation, uh, all these different ego-based emotions that create a corrosion to what should be a truly inspiring time to get innovative and creative and positive. Uh, and hopefully more people are taking that approach uh, than the opposite. Love that. And how, how, how has this changed your life day to day? What, what type of routines are you like doing more of now? I know we talked about morning routines. You're a morning person, just like myself. Like, what are you doubling down on right now to be stronger? Great. So I'm looking at strength, health, and happiness and doubling down on strength. Uh, so I'm working out and utilizing my health and my focus on things that will make me tougher to learn more practice of smiling uh, through the struggle. You know, I'm doing the Wim Hof uh, 40-day quarantine challenge. Uh, on the phone, I'm doing a calendar club uh with uh, Jesse Essler and those guys, I uh, modified it to an old man, but I'm doing that as well. But a lot to do with toughness and telephone, um, health and happiness. But you know, moreover, what I've learned is really where I think I've separated myself from others is that I am taking everything knowing that I'm connected to the most powerful source of energy, light, love and lessons. And I'm learning so many valuable lessons uh, through this. One, like you, I used to only do everything in person. And uh, so now I have uh, ascertained lessons of, you know, so much money that I've wasted traveling around the country, 
uh, with cameramen and audio equipment and all types of things where I could be far more efficient and help more people and have more quality content utilizing these virtual uh, tools that I was resistant to. And I'm learning at a voracious level how to utilize these. You can see I got the green screen behind me and a variety of other things I'm learning. Uh, so I think if everybody takes the approach that they can control those four things and that they are changing. And here's the problem with change. The only person or people that I've ever met that like change are a wet baby. Everybody else is resistant to it. Yeah. Now that that's pretty pretty cool and pretty true. Uh, but let's let's talk a little bit about like I mean I remember you last time you were on my podcast. You were like go 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 like this is how we do it when you were young, and then you kind of have that shift in your life where you became more humble, more kind. Like how how is this challenging you right now? Like do you do you still have to work on your patience even more during these times? Yeah, so my biggest practice, as you described, is to practice ending fear, right? And so looking and sticking to five different steps that I think would help people, uh, since this is a success-oriented podcast. Number one, I take inventory of my values every day, something I didn't do in the past, uh, especially important when things in time is compressed and uncertainty is compressed and accelerated. So I look at what are my personal values today? my integrity, my character, love, family, health. What are my experiential values? This is a key one because my experience changes every day where they were, my experience was much more similar. There was a lot less change in my experiences uh, day to day as there is today. Uh, and that's why it's important to take inventory of that as well as my giving values, right? So I look and see and take inventory on what value am I gonna provide? How can I be of service and of help? And I will encourage anyone that's depressed or anxious or even suicidal, go ahead. The first step is to go help somebody else. It'll immediately make you feel good. Happiness is the best virus in the world. Giving and receiving is the best virus in the world. It's the only virus that can be spread by witnessing it and it strengthens our immune system. So everybody out there shed giving and happiness to everyone. Let them witness it. Let's create a most powerful virus that will overcome anything. And then finally, what are my receiving values? And those receiving values uh, are very important because I can't give what I don't have. And a lot of people, you know, for me, because I lived through 93, 97, 2001, 2008, I learned all those lessons through that and lost millions of dollars and a lot of friends and other things through that. I was much more prepared for 2020. And now, you know, for me, the receiving values is to forget about the guilt, the ego-based emotion of guilt, receive as much as I can so I can help other people and allow it to come through me with appreciation. Uh, after I take an inventory of my values, I make it a practice to ask a series of questions of how I can provide value and of service to others, and also ask a series of questions of, do you know anyone that can help me? Uh, and then I study my calendar, utilizing two different formulas, one being I pay attention to and give intention to the coincidences I want in three areas. One, what I have planned for the day. Two, what I don't have planned for the day, the empty space or white space in the calendar. And then what I have planned for sleep, for regenerative and exponential growth within the subconscious and unconscious, what I have planned in all three of those areas. Uh, and so being a student of my calendar and utilizing a lens, what I call the Meltzer Kaleidoscope, how productive am I with those three areas of time? How accessible 
not only accessible to others, but how am I accessing what I want and how grateful? What is that mindset of seeing the glasses half full, looking for the light, the love, and the lessons and everything, learning to love everything, understanding that I'm the one that's changing, not anything else. I'm the one that's changing and I should rejoice in the acceleration and growth. After I'm a student in my calendar, I have a do it now philosophy where I ask myself in these compressed times, to compressed times of uncertainty, can I do it now? And if I can do it now, I do it now. That's because 100% of things that you do now get done. And what's happening is the people that get shit done right now, they're going to be far ahead of those people just starting off and far catching up to those people that don't do things now. If you can't do them now, which is understandable, I would suggest that you make a list, a repository, a bank, some sort of system to collect the things that you can't do now and prioritize them by what's most important first and then study those things in your calendar, make a list and knock those things off as well when you do have the appropriate manner of time. Finally, the last practice that I utilize, I've mentioned probably three times already, every day I'm practicing ending fear. I have fear in my life like anyone else. I have the need to be right, offended, separate, guilty, anxious, frustrated, inferior, superior, separate. All of these different anxieties I have every day and I'm practicing to end them and to go back to center into my most productive, accessible, and gracious mindset. Yeah, and I love that. And, and like most people have more time now, I actually have less time, baby. Because I, I got to learn doing this just like you, like being more virtual, doubling down on things. I'm drinking less alcohol. I'm eating healthier food. Uh, I'm working out more. You know, all of these positive things that are coming into my life. Uh, but it's to be honest, it's a little bit fear based. So, what would you tell somebody like me that I'm doing all these great things, but it's also to be like authentic, it's fear based, you know? Yeah. So remember, fear has its advantage in the realm of motivation. And that's where you're living right now. Fear has that ability to focus us. And that's why you're able to utilize the fear to motivate you to do these things that are good habits, uh, better for you, changes that you want to continue. In order, though, to effectuate those changes, we need to have the enjoyment of the consistent everyday persistent without quit pursuit of your potential of each of those things eating right working out you know being more efficient with your time utilizing technology whatever it may be so what you want to do is shift from motivation a fear-based motivation into inspiration and so start looking at the things that you love to do learning to love to do them enjoy the process of doing them but understand that you're already connected to and always have been connected to this unbelievable source of energy this unbelievable source of light and lessons and that if you focus not just on utilizing the motivation to exhibit these habits but to clear the connection and learn the lessons why you can't do it every day why during the previous experiences and activities that you have you weren't able to effectuate being healthy why were you drinking too much or too little why weren't you working out or figuring out this technology and now how can we grow and accelerate from those lessons and if you know my philosophy of life life is about lessons 
The lessons will keep on coming until you learn them. They result in pain, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual pain if you haven't learned them. So the way we clear that connection is to learn those lessons and shift that motivation, that fear-based motivation, a soul-sucking energy is fear. So it won't last. Motivation is temporary. Motivation is necessary, but temporary. But inspiration is forever. Yeah, true. And uh, as far as... uh what we are seeing in the world right now, we're seeing more fear and the, our minds are, for a lot of people, are fucked up, right? <laughs> to be quite honest. I don't know if Facebook allows that, but I'll, I'll try. So do you use meditation and any other tools just to kind of try to calm that? And what, what do you use to calm that fear that creeps into all of us, right? Yeah. So number one, I use routine. I have an adaptable routine right now because obviously my uh, environment has changed, but that adaptable routine starts waking up at 4 a.m. every morning. And I start with a a meditation, uh, which is my methodology of reaching my highest frequency, the way in place that I feel the best. And I believe in having a baseline for the day. So I love to take a baseline in my day because I imagine my days like a big hill in San Francisco and the car is sitting on top of the hill. If I have the highest hill at the beginning of the day, if I can be aware of when the car starts going down, all it takes is a finger to move the car back up. Less energy, less resources, more efficient, effective, and statistically successful. If I don't have a baseline, I can allow my car just to keep on piling down the hill, building momentum, creating more interferences, void shortages, and obstacles in my life, and feeling run over at the end of the day. So I use meditation. If you're not used to meditation or are resistant to it, then use breathing or swimming or walking the dog or reading or listening to your favorite podcast, like I love success podcast or the playbook podcast that I have. Those are great ways to Find your highest frequency at the beginning of the day and then be and acknowledge and be aware of when you're not at your highest frequency and then stop, drop and roll back to the highest frequency when the ego takes over, that fear takes over and you will be able to accelerate and grow through these changing times. Love that. And you're talking about lessons. Do you think the universe is trying to teach us something right now? Because we're seeing less pollution. We're seeing more kindness. We're, we're more with our families. So like, what's your take on, on this whole thing? Oh, my gosh. The universe is always, always. We are metaphysical beings. We are part of an organic meta-quantum physics that all of it all works together. And the universe is always teaching us lessons. And, you know, I... You know, I I go and seek what I want. I seek the information I want. I don't allow, you know, background chaotic white noise of negativity to surround me, either the people, ideas, the podcasts I listen to, whatever it may be. And it's really interesting. You know, go ahead and take the death toll of, of this disease, which is of grave concern. And it should be. But I use the analogy, imagine that you're, you know, on the 405 freeway. All of us have a responsibility not to drink and drive, not to text and drive, right? If we go out there and we drink and drive, we we might kill somebody or ourselves. If we go out there and text and drive, we might kill somebody and ourselves. Uh, I would imagine if you took all the deaths that have not occurred because we're quarantined, that it would exceed the amount of deaths that the quarantine has caused. Uh, So these are some lessons. Because when the quarantine's over, 
we can now appreciate and do things better than we did before. We can appreciate that the grass is greener, the dolphins are swimming, that the sky is more protective for us now, that our own atmosphere is improving for the first time, that the food that we eat is not being wasted, right? I mean, a lot of people, you, you may or may not realize by eating at home, when people eat out, 40% of all food is wasted, right? Eating at home is far less. Uh, there's a variety of different lessons that we're learning um, and we're supposed to change, right? All of the universe, it'll always be here. We need to adapt. We need to learn the lessons. We need to accelerate and grow. Uh, and we have to keep a positive mindset uh, in this learning time. We have to realize we're in the midst of a miracle. And those people that realize it, you know, during the Great Depression, more millionaires were made than ever before. The same thing will hold true in 2020. So if, if you can control your mind now and do work, you have the opportunity to make this a great opportunity, right? So I see in the, in the background on your green screen, uh, green screen, your book. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Because people have more time now, right? So talk about that and why, why you think we should read it. <laughs> Yeah, so the reason why is, first of all, let me go the right way, because you want to be kind to your future self. And uh, the name of the book is Game Time Decision Making, utilizing the greatest names and stories in sports. Game Time Decision Making is about making decisions, value-based decisions on a conscious level, the subconscious level, and even understanding our potential, a quantum memory, the unconscious level in which we make our decisions every day and create a frequency, an organic, authentic, credible frequency that is what is our beacon, right? It's a strong signal, our spectrum, our clear message. And so the book actually goes through and gives you a pregame analysis of what I'm going to teach you. Then I use sports stories to teach you those lessons and then give you a postgame analysis to go over the lessons that were taught. Uh, it is a formula so that you can be kind to your future self and create value and ask for help. Um, I also have a text number if anyone's interested. I'm trying to get it there. Yeah. You can see it there, 949-298-2905. Go ahead and text me and uh, we can help. We're doing trainings on Friday ourselves on Game Time, Road to Revenue, Strength, Health, and Happiness. If you text me, we'll get you registered. It's free training. Everything I do is free. So uh, go ahead, reach out. Love to be of service and of value. Learn how to make great decisions utilizing all the techniques that we've been talking about here and many more. Awesome. Yeah. So just a couple of more questions, then I'll let you go. I know you have a tight schedule and uh, we want to utilize your knowledge as much as possible. So what would you like, who, how is this affected you? Like, have you had those moments where you're thinking, who am I going to be after this? Cause I certainly do when this is all over, that's day one in my life. Like, I'm preparing now for war when this is over, day one, that's, I'm going to change a lot of things in my life. And I'm already put that in, put it, that in motion. That is great. So after I uh, look at my stability and then the stability of all those around me that have the most potential, I then look to the opportunity. Uh, and every day I'm making sure, number one, that I'm stable and those around me that are relative to me and prioritize those to make sure that they're stable as well. But then I look for opportunity. And the way that I'm looking for opportunity is quite interesting. I utilize the stock market 
uh, not investing in the stock market, but for stable data of how I can stabilize my environment and take advantage of opportunities in the future. Let me give you an example. I study every day the top 50 performing stocks to know what capabilities I have that are synergistic or supplementary to those companies so I know what value I have today that would do the best. Then I look at the 50 companies that are stabilized the most, the 50 top companies that haven't moved over the last month. If they started at $9, they're still at $9 uh, because I want to see the capabilities I have that are synergistic or supplementary to that to make sure that I'm even more stable through this process and more stable for the future. And then finally, in my opportunistic values, I look at the 50 most crushed stocks. And I look to the experts that I want to know in each of those industries, and I'm reaching out and asking them to tell me one thing, asking them to share with me when they believe their industry is oversold because then I'm gonna to know to buy. The most, uh, an easiest way to make money, it's the reason I got into meditation, is my guru, Dr. Sangeeta Sahi, told me she could raise my awareness and that I only could be aware of that which vibrated equal to or less than me and she could raise my frequency through meditation so I could be more aware. At that time, I was very close-minded, ego-driven. I wasn't really interested in meditation like a lot of people, but then she told me, what if I could raise your awareness of when to buy or sell. That really lit my fire. I was like, ah, interesting. Most valuable monetary, uh, most valuable monetary skill set. Those people that know when to buy or sell. And here is the lesson. Go reach out to the people that have worked 30, 40, 50 years in an industry and ask them that simple, simple, simple question. Can you let me know when this is overbought? And then go ahead and buy. And then ask them on the return, hey, give me a call when you think it's overbought. And if you sell, the margins are incredible. Your stability next time around will be even greater. And you too will have strength, happiness, and health. Love that. And uh, what do you have any dreams that you have uh, been thinking about for a long time? You have put them off and now you're like, hey, when this is over, I'm going to really take this on, you know, head on. You know, uh, for me, that, that dream is actually to spend more time uh, with my three teenage daughters. Uh, I had reached the point with all three of my teenagers joking around that I had negotiated for two minutes a day, because uh, I believe two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. But I had negotiated to be with my kids either on FaceTime or in person, two minutes a day, every day, the, the teenagers, 30 minutes with my nine-year-old. Uh, but my dream was to be able to spend at least 30 minutes a day with each of my children every single day. And I thought, wow, that's going to be a long time. Uh, it'll be until, you know, they probably uh, are later in your career. And then I have, you know, to make sure that I stay healthy and live as long as I want to be able to see the grandkids and be able to spend that time. And I will tell you the greatest blessing uh, for per personally for me has been the uh, unbelievable bond, you know, that I have with my children, uh, knowing uh, that they are happy, uh, that they're healthy, that they love me, that they appreciate me. And I let them know every day all four of those things beyond the fact that, you know, I love them, I'm proud of them, and I always have their back. Uh, this time spent will always uh, 
change their lives. I know I'm able to reinforce some foundational values later on in life that I know if this never happened, they'd be with their friends. You know, I would be too when I was, you know, 21, 18 and 16, I'd be with my friends, but I love this quarantine. And uh, it would be really nice if I could quarantine my kids every year for a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they feel the same way, but yeah. that's the, the biggest blessing uh, that I've had. And then on the other side, it's the efficiency quotient. I have just so many lessons of efficiency and cost savings uh, in my personal and professional life that never would have come about but for uh, this quarantine. Love that. Any last words you want to leave us with, uh, David? Yeah, so everybody out there, if you are anxious, fearful, you feel depressed or even suicidal, go do something for someone else. Remember, be kind to yourself and do good deeds. Anyone that can share our content, we certainly appreciate it. Happiness is the most viral disease. It's the most powerful disease. It's shared by witnessing it, and it strengthens our immune system. It strengthens everybody's immune system. So share that happiness. I appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much, David. As always, it's a pleasure hanging out with you now virtually. Let me give you a virtual hug. <laughs> You're awesome. an awesome guy. And uh, I just love people like you, seeing the positive, going out there, like creating value for people when we need it the most. So super grateful. Thank you. I hope to see you soon in real life. <laughs> yes, I do too. Thank you, everybody. Please share. Please uh, comment. Please give us some likes so we know that we are doing something good. If you want me to have some specific guests, please let me know. On Sunday, I'm going to have Joel Brown, the founder of Addicted to Success. So I think you will enjoy that show as well. Thanks again, David, and take care. Thanks.